I am Mandy Sisko, and I am so excited, you guys, to kick off a new school year with you guys. Have y'all missed coming to the nest? Oh, that wasn't good enough. Okay, well, then we'll do better. We'll try to make you miss it more. Um, I want to know, though, just out of curiosity, how many people in this room have never been here before? You've never come to the nest before? That's like half the room. Um, Welcome. We're so glad that you trusted us with your time this morning, and we love having moms in this room, and I love seeing all these tables, 25 tables full of women that are excited to be nurtured, encouraged, strengthened, and trained. I'm really... Um, I couldn't be more excited. Our team has been planning since the summer for this whole year coming up, and they were excited to kick it off, and I'm thrilled that you're here, so welcome. Um, I also have one little business thing to take care of before we hop into the regular talk, but um, we are starting a new year, yes? And the theme for this year is consider, the word consider. And so there are several things that I believe that the Lord is going to put on your heart this year, in this coming school year, for you to consider. One of the things that I want you guys to consider is that this two hours with moms and without your babies or your kids is super special, and we want to protect that time for you. So we are starting something new this year, and we are asking you to please not bring anyone over the age of six months. Now, there are some of you in the room that are like, oh my gosh, and I do not want you to feel that way because of course you brought your children because we have never, ever told you not to. We have never said a, a limit to that age at all. So there's no guilt. There's no shame. This is a new thing and nobody's ever heard of it until this moment right here. So please be free to stay, but for the future, would you guys consider helping us protect this two hours by, um, by keeping your kiddos? We let you bring the babies in because it helps alleviate training ground downstairs. That way we can get more moms in the room. So six months and under, please bring your babies in. But once they've reached that six month mark, we're just asking you to help us protect that time. So again, we've never said that before. And so I know that there's people in the room that brought people older than six months and you are free to stay and we are glad you're here. This is for the future moving forward. Okay. Um, so thank you for helping us consider that. So this morning, I want to introduce a little bit about my family, especially because there's so many new people in the room you may not know. This is my little tribe of people that I run with. My husband, Lance, is, um, we've been married 17 years, and we've always been in ministry ever since we got married, and right now he's in marriage ministry here at Watermark, so we get to hang out with the pre-married couples from time to time. Um, when I'm not doing nest stuff. And then we um, spend most of our time chasing these four little rugrats around. And it's funny, every time I talk, I'm like, oh, I, you have to, you know, re-up on the ages. And I'm like, my kids are getting so old. It's so scary. Um, Allie's about to be 14, and it's making me want to cry. So she's in eighth grade right now. We've always referred to her as our CEO, and um, she's going to continue with that title because she's not let us down in that department yet. And Caleb came along 13 months later. I'm going to talk about that story here in just a little bit. He's our imagination kid, so we're just impressed that he's surviving junior high because he's actually getting to class. So that's good. Um, Next born was Riley. He's 10, and he's in fifth grade. He's our passionate guy, so we say he is going to change the world for Jesus or be in prison. So, and it's true. Even this morning, getting him off to school, I was like, oh, your passion. Okay. Um, 
Griffin is our little caboose, the gift we um, never knew we always wanted. So he was quite the surprise to everyone, and um, he's Mr. Adventure. He's always 20 miles away from me and doing something destructive or messy. So that's kind of my family, and I'm super proud of them, but they keep me really humble. So um, this morning, when we are, we're talking about um, parenting, considering the bigger picture, I want to start with a story. The story of a traveler. This traveler once came upon three bricklayers working on what appeared to be the outer wall of a new building. When the traveler asked the first worker what he was doing, the man replied, laying bricks. Curious, he asked the second worker the same question. But this bricklayer replied, putting up a wall. Finally, he asked the third bricklayer, and his response took the traveler by surprise. I am building a cathedral. Our journey of parenting is so deeply impacted by our ability to back up and to see the bigger picture. I don't believe as moms that we're just in the business of diaper changing and discipline. I don't think we're just merely raising a child. I think that we are part of something much, much bigger. And I'm hoping today to help you consider the bigger picture. We have been chosen by God to help build his cathedrals. Now let's be super, super honest as moms. We're very often hit in the face with things and very short-sighted, right? Because tyranny of the urgent. All the things that are right before us. The newborn that won't eat, the baby that won't sleep, the toddler that's throwing a fit, or maybe you're further along in your parenting journey and it's a teenager throwing a fit, (laughs) or it's chemistry homework, or it's managing someone's cell phone for them. As moms, we are doers. We are planners, solvers, fixers. We see something that isn't functioning right and we go into plan mode. The sibling rivalry is driving us crazy or it's disobedience or even just the non-efficiency of getting that many people in and out of a vehicle. You know, it's like, how can I fix this? How can I solve it? How can this be done better? And how can I survive this season without losing my sanity? Um, So, but what if we considered backing away from those details for a moment? Like the bricklayer, what if we stepped back and took a wider view of what we're doing? I believe that when we consider the bigger picture in parenting, three things shift into focus. Our perspective, our purpose, and our plan. And those are the things I'm hoping we can unpack this morning. So first, our perspective. When Lance and I were first married, we were doing college ministry, which is super fun. I love that age. There's this girl in our group. Her name was Carrie. And she was one of those just kind of say it like it is kind of college students, you know. And I'll never forget her because it didn't matter what I challenged her in or encouraged her on or it could have just been just a random comment. She always responded with, okay, Miss Mandy, it's your world. I'm just living in it. Always. She said that to me. That was her response to me always. And it got to where it just would make me laugh. But you guys, I'm guilty of that as a mom. Hey, it's my world. You're living in it, kid. Like, get with the program, right? We're, we, I've got this kingdom that I'm running here, and I need you to ship shape because I've got things that need to get done. Um, and I'm guilty of that with my husband, of ruling my own kingdom. But that's not it at all. That's what we think when, our, when we're short-sighted, when we're just seeing the bricks, when we don't have the big picture. I feel like that's the kind of attitude that we have in our heart. But when we widen that, we realize that it's not our world. 
It's not our kingdom. It's not even our story. We are part of something much bigger than ourselves. I um, have a video that I think is going to show you this kind of in a visual way really, really well. It is a video that was made off a children's book with no words. So a wordless children's book put to sound. And if y'all will humor me for a moment and be really patient because it's kind of slow, um, I think that you'll see a good visual of what I'm talking about. the guy in the bathing suit. Sorry about that. Last one. Okay, that's good. Thanks, guys. Okay, the name of this children's book is Zoom, and it's a really fun book if you need a a good children's book to purchase, because I think it gives really good perspective. Um, And I love that they've put it on a video, because when we zoom out, we realize that our parenting journey is part of a much, much grander plan. Um, He's the one on the throne, and what a gift for each of us to get to be part of that story. I love Isaiah 55, 8 and 9. It says, for my thoughts are not your thoughts. Nor are your ways my ways, says the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. Um, I think it's interesting. When God is writing our stories, every once in a while, he will write in something that gives us perspective. We don't have to go out and search for it because it's just gifted to us. 
And when Caleb was born, Allie was 13 months old, and Caleb came two weeks early. And on his second day of life, we found out that he had a heart defect. And we were quickly rushed. We were living in Tyler at the time, and they don't have a NICU there, or they didn't at the time, they do now. But they didn't have a NICU, and so he was transported very quickly to Dallas, where we ended up living here for quite a while while he got strong enough and healthy enough to have heart surgery. And um, Lance and I always talk about there's this one moment that's seared into our memory. It's the morning that we went in. We said, we love you. We did all the prayers. We, it, was, it was surgery day. We had been waiting and anticipating that for so long. And, um, and then you walk with your, your little baby down this hallway, Lance on one side, me on the other, and then you hit those double doors and he keeps going and the doors shut and we're left standing in the hallway. And I see some of you shaking your head. You've had experiences like this before. And literally that feeling and that picture of watching the door shut and your kid be taken away is forever changed our perspective on what moments with our children are. Because every one of them from that point forward have become, oh my goodness, what a gift. We are not guaranteed tomorrow. And these kids are not our own. And the Lord gives them and the Lord takes them away. And, um, and there's some of you right now that are thinking in your mind, man, I've had some of those perspective shifts in my life. Some of those stories have been written in there. And one of the gifts of those stories is that it gives you great perspective. Sometimes we need to seek out perspective. Sometimes we need to find someone who has walked the road before us and we need to encourage it and invite us in. One of the best privileges that I have being on this leadership team for The Nest is these three mentor moms that are in this room. Because when we meet and they share their stories and where they are and the kids they've sent to college and the ones they've married off and the life they have lived so much more than me, It has given such rich perspective to my life, and I'm so grateful to have that. Um, Back in May, we did a little talk on that about um, seeking to, to invest in people that are coming up behind you, but also reaching out to those that have gone before you. So if you want to know more about how you can start to reach out to women that have gone um, and walked the road before you, then I encourage you to go back and listen to that talk. I think it's listed in your notes in the the resource part. Um, but Proverbs nineteen twenty one says, many are the plans in a person's heart, but the Lord's purpose prevails. Um, so that takes us to purpose. We're going to start on that section. I, um, want, I'm hopeful to be really clear on this because I feel like the Lord has given me some really cool insight in the last couple of weeks. What I'm noticing about myself and what I believe that a lot of moms struggle with is that we have all these roles as moms. It's one of the reasons why I wanted you to jot down in the beginning, like how do you see your role as a mom? Because you have all these roles, right? And and we see our roles and we see our purpose, and I think we see them as interchangeable or maybe the same thing, and they're not. And so I'm hoping to unpack roles versus purpose a little bit for you today. So think about those bricklayers and think about each of those bricks that those men are putting on that wall to build that cathedral probably feels tedious, probably feels really menial, like many things that we do as a mom. Um, And every brick that that bricklayer lays is purposeful. We need those bricks, right, to build this cathedral, but it does not define who the bricklayer is. And this has been really eye-opening for me to think about this, because we have a lot of roles, ladies. I found about 36 of them 
on the internet this week, and I thought, I'm going to read these to you, and I bet you we could probably spend the rest of the time adding to the list. I bet you this isn't even nearly the amount. But here are some of the things that you do as a mama. You are, here are some of your roles. Nurse, cleaning service, chef, referee, personal assistant, teacher, meal planner, Uber driver, party planner, life coach, room mom, organizer, personal stylist, chief financial officer, entertainer, handy woman instead of handyman, sleep coach, pooping and burping doula, (laughs) rule enforcer, investigator, multitasker, social media director, translator, I love that one, dental hygienist, Memory maker, travel agent, researcher, personal trainer, bargain hunter, imagination engineer, encyclopedia, comforter, laundry service, transportation service, lifeguard, and my personal favorite, crisis negotiator. (laughs) Those are all the roles that we have. I want to be clear that these roles are purposeful, but they do not define your purpose. These roles are purposeful, but they do not define your purpose. They're purposeful. What you are doing matters. You are building that cathedral with each role that you play. Your roles are important. I think sometimes we find those roles really tedious and we get really burnt out and tired of them. Um, Very early in parenting, and I can't remember where this came from, surely someone that has come before me, but I felt like um, someone either encouraged me or the Lord laid it on my heart, take those roles that are burning you out and wearing you down and turn them into meaningful time. Make the mundane meaningful. And what I mean by that is, (laughs) mostly it's chores for me, if I'm honest. Um, I don't enjoy doing laundry. That's not really one of my um, most exciting things that I do. But when I started making it meaningful, I would pray for each person as I would fold their laundry. And then it became a really special, sweet time of praying different things for the, family, for the members of my family. Um, and then the, I think about you guys, lots of breastfeeding going on in this room, lots of carpool, sitting in carpool lines or sitting outside of ballet class or whatever it is where you're just sitting and waiting. Use that time to memorize scripture. Make it rich. Make it meaningful. Not just a time that you're like sitting and waiting. Um, Cleaning dishes is really bad for me. I'm one of those that lets the dishes pile up in the sink and just deals with it when I can finally get to it. My husband hates that, by the way. But... um, but I asked the Lord, help me figure out how to make this more meaningful. And, um, and I realized, like, I'm washing away the filth and the dirt. And so I've turned it into my confession time. And so I will do dishes and just start thinking about what are the ways that I have not been Jesus? I've not been living out um, Jesus inside of me. And just confessing that to the Lord and using that as a really sweet time. And that's pretty consistent because there's always dirty dishes at the Cisco house. So and that has worked out well for me. My biggest heart and my biggest hope for moms in all these roles that we carry is that one, we wouldn't see them as what defines us, but also that when you lay your head on your pillow at night, that you can proclaim Proverbs 31, 18. This has become a really special verse to me. I even have it framed in my bedroom. Um, And I love the message version. It says, she senses the worth of her work and is in no hurry to call it quits for the day. And so although these roles don't define who you are, I hope that you see the worth that they have in your family and how beneficial they are. 
Okay, so on the purpose side of things, we are able to see a big picture purpose for ourselves when we're zoomed out. We're seeing that cathedral and we're understanding that the reason that we are on this earth is to bring glory to the Lord. And his um, call for our lives is to love him and to love others. The bonus as moms is that we have those little people in our house all the time. And so we get to have those opportunities to point them to God's word, work, and wonder on a regular basis. And so the discipleship piece that you've been given as a mom is just bonus to the purpose of your life already. Because again, those roles don't define you. We, um, that may talk also talked, um, Allison and Jeannie did a um, talk in May as well that was specifically on discipleship. So if you want to hear more about how you can um, disciple your children in your own home, Allison's part of that talk was for preschool and younger, and Jeannie's part of the talk was for school-aged moms. So go give that a listen too. But we're just being faithful followers, speaking truth and love. I came across a psalm this week that made me want to weep, and it has to do with your purpose. It says, Psalm 57.2 is where it is, and it says, I cry out to the God most high, to God who fulfills his purpose in me. And I really was struck by this because I was like, I feel like I don't have to go seek my purpose out. I don't have to wonder if, if I'm fulfilling this purpose that God has given me because this says that God fulfills his purpose in me. That's already happening. If I am living my life for Jesus, if I am here to glorify him, if that is my purpose in life, it's already been fulfilled. He's already doing that in me. What a relief. What a relief to know that, that, that he is already living out. He's fulfilling his purpose in me. It's not my own purpose. And so I've just found that to be really encouraging. So ladies... We're going to talk about three parts. We've already talked about the um, perspective and the purpose, and I want to break for a minute and let you have time at your tables to kind of talk about and throw around some thoughts regarding those two areas for when we zoom out, and then when we come back from table time, we're going to tackle the plan side of things. So take about 15 minutes to dive into those two sections and let the conversation go wherever it needs to at your table for y'all to enjoy those two areas. I'll be back in a minute. Okay, ladies. Here we go. I hope that was good table time. Will y'all throw that first picture up for me, that picture of that guy that's real handsome? Oh, see, now you're all looking. Anybody know who that guy is? Probably not. Probably not, but you're about to. Matt Emons had the gold medal in sight. He was one shot away from claiming victory in the 2004 Olympic 50-meter three-position rifle event. He didn't even need a bullseye to win. His final shot merely needed to hit the target. Normally, the shot he made would have received a score of 8.1, more than enough for a gold medal. But in what was described as an extremely rare mistake in elite competition, Eamons fired at the wrong target. Standing in lane two, he fired at the target in lane three. His score for a good shot at the wrong target, zero. Instead of a medal, Eamons ended up in eighth place. The moral of the story, 
It doesn't matter how accurate you are if you're aiming at the wrong target. I love that story. And would you believe that the Lord gave me that story at 1245 this morning? And I love it. I love it. I even love the picture. I'm like, I didn't even know that was an Olympic sport. Um, But I want to talk about being on target when we talk about the plan section, okay? So we talked about perspective, purpose, and now plan all come into a clearer view when we step back and we look at, at it from a wider angle, okay? So the plan part... We're going to talk about um, just staying on target, and that target being Jesus, that target being the gospel, that target being God's word, okay? That is the target that we're aiming at, not, not the target in lane three, but the one that's right in front of you. First Peter 1, 24 and 25 say, all people are like grass, and all their glory is like the flowers of the field. The grass withers and the flowers fall, but the word of the Lord stands forever. Or some versions say endures forever. Proverbs 29, 18 says, where there is no vision, the people cast off all restraint. And the word vision here isn't in reference to a grand plan. It's speaking of when God's word is rejected or not present. And so when God's word isn't present or when we're rejecting God's word, chaos ensues, right? Um, And so I share those two verses to remind you that we can make a lot of plans for our family, but if they aren't scripture focused, if they aren't aiming, if we aren't aiming at Jesus, then we're going to get it wrong. It's not going to endure forever. And so whatever plan that we set into motion, whatever we're aiming at, it's got to be Christ focused. And that's really the only thing that matters. Okay, and this next part is going to be a little bit different because I really ultimately wanted to share with you guys something that my family did to take this wider view, and I'm going to explain that, but don't get too tied up in what my family did because I'm also going to tell you a bunch of other things that a bunch of other really great godly women are doing in their families But the whole time, I want you to have that target of Jesus in front of you. Because it doesn't matter if we're throwing an axe or shooting a BB gun or firing an arrow. The method, what we choose to throw at the target doesn't matter as long as we've got the right target. As long as we're not doing what Eamons did and we're like over here and over here and over here. It's just the target that matters. It's not what we're actually, it's not the method, right, Millie? She would say methods are many, but principles are few. Okay, so the reason I wanted to share with you guys is because a couple of years ago, my husband and I felt like we were kind of losing it in our family as far as being short-sighted and not seeing the big picture of parenting. And we decided we need, we need a, a wider plan, like more simple even. Sometimes when we go larger and we, we simplify things, if that makes sense, I felt like we were disciplining for this and trying to figure out what we should do for that and how, you know, and it just all felt disjointed. And my kids are older. So we sat them all down and we got out this big dry erase board and we just said, what matters? What matters to the Cisco's? What are we about? And they started out kind of slow, but by the end, and I would say everybody was between the ages of six and 10, 11. And they just started saying things, you guys, like camp, friends, family, prayer, church. 
And before you knew it, we filled up this whole marker board full of things. And, um, and it was really fun. But then we realized, okay, like these six things all go together, and these five things all go together, and these four things are all kind of big buckets. And what we ended up doing in that day is kind of making some um, family values. And we came up, this is, I'm totally out of order on your slide, Sunday, but will you pop up the Cisco family value slide? We came up with God's word, life, generosity, excellence, and fun. It's the last one, I think. So sorry. There it is. And this hangs in our house because we decided as a family that these are the things that matter to us, right? Um, And you can't read the words underneath, so I'll read them. God's word. We say, read it through, pray it in, live it out, and pass it on. We stole that from Todd. He probably stole it from somebody. Um, Life, life, caring and protecting others with our words and actions. Generosity, joyfully giving our time, talents, and treasures. Excellence, honor the Lord, inspire others. And fun, live life to the full. And we, this has helped my family step back and see a wider view because here's what happens. One, one of my kids chooses to use unkind words to another. All I have to do is say, Cisco's value life and your words aren't giving life. Um, one of my kids doesn't want to share something with a friend or is frustrated with a friend and wants to hold back giving to them. Cisco's value generosity. My kids don't want to do their homework because homework stinks and it's stupid. Cisco's value excellence. It has helped us no matter what the issue is in front of us, no matter what the hardship is in front of us, stepping back and kind of taking this wider view has helped us to simplify things. I don't have to use very many words anymore. (laughs) Thank God, right? And so I've just been able to kind of point them back to this. And when we find scripture that matches up with our values, we're able to talk about that too. Um, I have enjoyed this as a parent, but there are so many other ways and so many other godly women that I have seen that are doing different things in their home. And again, because the method doesn't matter, it's just that end target in sight. I wanted to share so many different ways with you. So that's how we're going to spend the next 20 minutes. So I'm just going to share some things that some moms are doing in their house. It is never meant to overwhelm you. It is meant to inspire you. Okay. Hopefully by the end of this time and some table talk at the end, you'll be able to walk away and go, you know what I think works best for my family or what I think would be the next best steps for us. So we're just hoping to inspire you to make a plan in that way. What? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to get to that at the end. Yeah. Gotcha. Um, Okay. Yeah, yeah. So what she's wanting me to say is because we have an excellent Instagram Um, we will be putting all of these pictures online as well. So you can go back and look at them. You don't have to take pictures of the slides. Okay, so I'm not even going to look at my notes from this point forward. Will you go back to that first slide? So this is a sweet family that I know, and they were, when their kids were babies, went away on a marriage weekend, just the two, just the spouse, husband and wife, and they decided to spend the whole weekend just writing out the values, what things do they want for their family, what are they aiming at, and they wrote out this whole Patty family vision over here on the right, and then they took that and condensed it down into a mission statement on the left. 
This is going to be in some people's wheelhouse where they're like, I'm doing that. And some people are like, oh my gosh. Okay. And that's okay. That's why I'm showing so many different ones. And I will say that when I reached out to her about getting these pictures, she said, my husband and I have been wanting to maybe invite people to come to a weekend and we would teach them how to do it. So I'm just saying, I will try to link her to this so that she can, that if you're interested in something like that, they have a heart for wanting to pass that on to other people. Um, So I love that. And I also know that Focus on the Family, there's some different things out there online that will help you make a family mission statement if you want to do that. And the next picture... My sweet friend Chrissy Billman does this with her kiddos. Todd Wagner, and it's in your references um, or your resources, he does five godly characteristics of a man and five godly characteristics of a woman, and he's got scripture to go with each one of those. And so um, Chrissy took that and made those for her kiddo. Well, she didn't make the board, but um, a talented friend did. But she's got these hanging um, in her kids' rooms, and it just gives them something to aim at, right? filled with scripture, biblically based, um, allows her kiddos to have something to aim for. And the next one, okay, this friend of mine, well, this is an old friend of ours, Allison Treadaway. She sent me this picture of her words for 2019. And she picks a word for each of her kids each year. So this kind of cycles and changes as time passes. She'll pick a word and then she'll pick scripture to go with it. These are things she prays over her kids, speaks into their lives, um, and just kind of focuses on for the school year each time. I've got some friends that will take verses or words like this and they will type them up on a sheet of paper and hang them in their kids' lockers each year if you've got school-aged kids. And so that's before them all year um, as they're going in and out of their lockers, which I think is really special. What's the next one? Okay, Um, this friend, uh, Carla, she had a great idea this year. This is just totally new, and she said that the Lord inspired them. Based on Matthew 7 and Jesus being our rock, They took the word rock, and it stands for respect, obedience, compromise, and kindness. And when she sent it to me, she had all the scripture to go with each of those words. She said, this has just been a really great thing for our family to aim at this year because we're talking about those four words all the time. And then when they're going off to small group or they're going off to school, um, I can say, hey, don't forget your rock. Or, hey, did you take your rock with you? And it's just been some good lingo for them and their family and something to focus on. I thought that was really cute. Um, This one... I just got these pictures yesterday, and so I made the AV team scramble to include them because it was just too cute. Um, This family lives in my neighborhood, and they do cardboard hearts, which she said, hey, is super frugal, so if you're, you know, needing to save a buck... She said they pick a different word every year, much like Allison's words for her kids, but they put them on cardboard hearts and they pray that word over their kiddo at the beginning of the school year, and then they collect them. Each of them has what they call a blessing jar, and they put those cardboard hearts in there every year. So she said at the end of their time in our house, they should have, you know, about 18 cardboard hearts, and we go back through them each year and are looking at the different words and how they've grown in those character qualities. And I thought that was so special and one that I hadn't heard before. So I wanted to share that. 
And the next one, our very own Amy Holum has done this with her kids for several years. They make family crests. And again, picking a different word and a scripture to go with it. And they pick different character qualities to talk about during the year and to work on during the school year. And and this one is the one that she made her. So she said, this is mine, but my kids didn't look like this, you know, because they color their own and create their own. Um, And then they hang their crests in their locker during the school year as just a little reminder, which I think is really sweet. So just several different ideas on... um, on things that you can do in your house. Is that the last one? Yep, and then mine. So what I'm hoping to inspire you guys in is not getting so narrow-focused, right, but having that wider view of parenting, seeing beyond the things that are right in front of you. I have a story that I want to close with. Um, My son, Riley, so let's see. This has been a couple of years because he's 10 now. I want to say this is probably when he was 6. We were visiting my parents, and I don't know what it's like for you guys at your in-law's house, but my kids are always up and, like, roaming around doing stuff at my parents' house. I guess it's not my in-law's, but my parents' house. And, you know, you're still sleeping, and it's not normal, and you don't hear the normal noises and know when your kids are out of bed. This was that kind of morning. And so I rolled out of bed, and um, clearly my kids were puttering around without me. But I rounded the corner into the living room, you know, in my jammies. And, and I come around the corner, and nobody is in the living room except for my son, Riley. And you need to know that my dad wakes up super early, like 5 in the morning. And he had been in his special chair in the living room, obviously. And he had left his coffee mug on the floor next to his chair. I come around the corner just in time to see Riley drop his pants and pee in my dad's coffee mug. (laughs) And I'm so grateful that I caught him because I don't know where that could have gone. Not sure my dad would have ever thought I should get a new coffee mug, you know, before I refresh my coffee here. Um, But... The amazing part of this story is that in my shock, I literally just watched it happen and didn't say anything. He pulls up his pants and he turns around and he was like, you know, wide-eyed. And I said, what are you doing? And he, he just kind of looked at me and he goes, I didn't get any on the floor. <laughs> Aim matters. Aim matters. Um, And I love that story, and I just wanted to tie that back to you to remind you that aim matters. What we're aiming at matters. So as we've stepped back and we've taken this wide view of parenting, when you're thinking about how you want to continue to do discipleship in your home, I want you to remember that target and that bullseye, and I want you to think about what are we aiming at? As a family, what are we aiming at? Because I know as a mom that there are so many days that I end the day and I'm like, what was that about? Like, what were we aiming at today? I don't even know. And I don't want us to be like the Olympian who shot at the wrong target. I want us as moms to know what we're aiming at and to have that perspective, that purpose, and that plan to aim at that right target. Um, I want y'all to have plenty of time at your tables to talk about. There are some of you that probably already have a plan in place of how you're aiming as a family. And I want you to share that with the girls at your table today. There may be some of you that are thinking, 
I have no plan. Like I have no, I have nothing going on in my house right now. Or I have a newborn. Do I need a plan? Um, and so these are things that you can talk about as a table and encourage and inspire one another. I'm really excited about our Instagram page and how this is going to be a blessing for us in this because we're asking you guys to use the hashtag. I think it's at the bottom of your notes page, right? We are asking you guys as you maybe if you have a plan already going or if you start a plan in the next couple of weeks that you're excited about, we would love for you to use the at sign, the nest WM, and, um, and then hashtag it. What I make the hashtag? Taking aim. Okay. I should have said aim matters, but that's okay. Okay. Taking aim. And we would love for you to hashtag it because we want to keep inspiring moms to remember that what we're aiming at matters. And so if you'll jump in with us on Instagram there, that'll be really fun to watch what's going on in your houses in the days to come. So let me kick it to table time and then we'll come up and close in a little bit. All right, ladies. Can y'all hear me? Am I on? Um, I'm just going to interrupt y'all real quick as we wrap up. We actually um, finished a couple minutes early, and I know that word is not in my vocabulary. I'm not early anywhere, so surprise, you're early today. Um, But I just want to um, let y'all know we've still got about 20 minutes before we need to pick up kids, so you guys have ample time to finish up discussions at your tables, grab an extra bite of food, grab a roadie coffee on your way out, um, and go to the bathroom by yourself before you go pick up kids. as long as you pick up kids by noon. Um, but um, I just want to remind you guys, I we will post all of these wonderful ideas that Mandy shared on our Instagram page um, at the Nest WM. And so if you guys follow us, you'll see those pop up um, over the next couple days, the next week. And then um, as you develop your ideas and share things with your kids and um, post things in lockers and all these cute ideas for your family, go ahead and t- snap pictures and tag us so that we we can share them and just kind of keep these ideas flowing, keep this encouragement going as we um, spend the next month until we meet next um, learning how to consider the bigger picture here. Um, so I'm just going to pray us out and then you guys have a little bit of extra time. So um, pray with me real quick. Lord, I thank you so much um, for this day, for this ministry and what it means to myself and all of these women here. Thank you for bringing this group of women here and providing the space and the resources so these women can just sit still. Um, and listen to wisdom from somebody who's gone before. And um, as we consider the bigger picture, consider what our goal really is here. Um, I love this verse that um, was shared. Lord, I just pray that you would teach it to us um, in our hearts, Lord, that we cry out to the God most high who fulfills his purpose for me. Um, You are our purpose. And as we get lost in the busyness and the mundane and in the repetitiveness of um, some the things that motherhood brings, Lord, that we would remind ourselves in this scripture that you are our purpose um, and that that is the purpose that we are called to give to our children. I pray that you would give us um, peaceful hearts as we leave this place and gather our kids and continue to um, share this message with them and our families as we go home um, and that you would bring everybody here safely again next month as we gather again. Um, thank you, Lord. It's in your precious name we pray. Amen.